Hello and welcome to episode 123 of the Nerd Culture Podcast. My name is David, and with me are Crystal and Bo. Hello. Hello. <laughs> How's it going? It's going good, man. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. You guys already did the Christmas show, right? Well, it was, was sort of. it was technically the Christmas show, but we didn't really do any Christmas-related stuff on it. Yeah, it was last week. I had no Christmas Well, I, I didn't have a chance to ask you guys how your Christmas went. So, I mean, listeners may be hearing it twice, but it's the first time I've heard it. So <laughs> Now, with that, the last episode came out before Christmas, and this is our first episode after Christmas. Oh, perfect, so, then. That's so perfect. It's fair to say. Yeah, well, our Christmas uh, went all right. Yeah, we, I mean, we went and uh, spent it with Crystal's parents, because I don't speak to my family. And... Uh, yeah, it was all right. It was you know, it was the standard sort of stuff. It's I mean, it's good to it's good to have family who you can actually enjoy being around. <laughs> <laughs> it's good to have sisters. Um, so yeah, that's so pretty cool. Um, yourself? Uh, similar. I hung out with my wife's family. My mom actually went to. She took a train to Philadelphia, and um, I had to I had to take her to the train. And then this morning, I had to pick her up coming back at like five a.m. Oh. and it's weird because I got like two hours of sleep beforehand, went and picked her up, and then I went back home and slept until noon, and I kind of feel like I didn't pick her up. I think I just dreamt that I did, and maybe she's <laughs> waiting at the airport for me right now. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. She might be She might be waiting at the uh, <laughs> at the train station, but why would anybody take a train these days? Trains are awesome. Trains are cool. It took her like 14 hours to get to, to, get to Philadelphia, and it, and it was more expensive than buying a plane ticket. Yeah, I, w- I mean, if I wanted to get somewhere fast and, you know, because I had limited time, then I definitely I would plane it. But if I had the choice, I'd train it all the time. But if it's going to be 14 hours, I'd want a sleeper car. Yeah, for 14 hours, you'd want to be able to have a, have a sleep in a horse and uh, it was, a cafe car. She just had a regular ticket, just a regular seat, and it was twice as much as flying. And it took, I mean, it took 10 times as long. Yeah, well, that's so that's, that's crazy. That's madness. It is crazy. <laughs> but anyway, so did you get any uh, interesting Christmas swag? Uh, so let's play this game. Let's right. go the coolest gift that you received and the coolest gift that you gave. And I'll go first. I'm, I'm making this up now. Let's see. The coolest gift I received <laughs> was... Oh, I. Um, it, it was kind of like, you know, my wife does this... My wife's family does this thing, and it's, it's, really, it's really annoying. But basically, they do this thing where they don't they don't buy each other gifts and then and then give it to it. like it's not a surprise. Like two months before Christmas, they give each other money and then they go out shopping together or separately and then they buy their own gifts using the other person's money. And then on Christmas Day, they basically open the gifts to show everybody else what they bought with their money. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a surprise for everybody in the room except for the person receiving it because they picked it out. Uh, actually, it's as weird as that sounds, I actually don't mind that. That's kind of well, what you did. It kind of works. Here's what I was going to say about it is that, like, so I participated this year. I usually don't. I usually let. I usually am like, no, that defeats the whole purpose of Christmas. <laughs> you guys buy me what you want me to have. And, and they always get me crap that, like, I don't care about. So this year I was like, I'm going to participate. I'm gonna. I'm. You guys give me the money, and I'm gonna go buy my own stuff, and then, and then I'll end up with something that I want, and then I'll surprise you all with what I got. So I got myself a uh, new. I'm I'm changing the tubing of my liquid cooling system in my computer yep. from quarter inch tubes to half inch tubes. So um, <laughs> gonna be some some large tubage going on there. <laughs> I don't want a horse sound effect there or anything. <laughs> and then the coolest gift that I gave somebody else. Come on, man. It's your so, own topic. So you, you bought yourself tubing. No one was going to guess that you wanted tubing for Christmas. I know. Exactly. That's why. That's the beauty of this this, this system. <laughs> See, this I system works. We need, to, we need to start the new system. Yeah, this is perfect. Uh, coolest gift I got somebody else was uh, I got Becca a sewing machine that I'm sure she'll never use, but she wanted one. <laughs> <laughs> well, as long as she wanted it, it's fine. I'm like one pair of pants, and then she'll never use it again. <laughs> she can make me. A, she can make me a Jedi robe. Yeah, yeah. There you go. There's a project <laughs> for for uh, New York Comic Con 2015. Is that, are we going to all go as Jedi's? <laughs> well, I've I've created a, a cosplay character. Like uh, we do, we do quite a lot of cosplay, and uh, on the we talk about cosplay a lot on the show. And I've just I've been racking my brains on how to do cosplay without looking like an idiot because I'm not I'm not exactly the fittest man in the world. So I don't I don't match match any of the 
sort of superheroes yeah. and all that sort of stuff. You know what I mean? And I, and I, and I don't want I don't want to be one of those guys who goes yeah. you know dressed as Boba Fett and just and just ends up looking like Boba Fat. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and it's so a your ability to do it, but yeah, I'm with you. I yeah, don't yeah. Want to do you know what I'm saying? So I, I, I want to be character sort of. I want to fit the mold, and I don't want to be Doctor Octopus. You know what I mean? So, um, so I've been racking my brain. So I decided to come up with my own character. And apparently, there's like a subgenre of cosplay where you can create your own character, and you've got to be careful because it seems to, it seems to be frowned upon a lot. You know, I, I've discussed with, yeah. with this with Silhouette. Obviously, he's the, obviously the my you know my cosplay you know shooing to all this to the cosplay world. Cosplay contact. My cosplay contact. I like that. <laughs> um, anyway, so so we've so I've come up with this character that she approves of. So I've decided I'm going to go ahead with it. I'm going to call it Super. Sith, and uh, so it's basically, so I'm going to dress up like a Sith Jedi, uh, you know, a Sith from Star Wars, you know, so the, yeah. the face paint and the you know the Sith robe, but I'll have a Superman T-shirt and a Superman cape with his undies on the outside, and with my undies on the un- outside, yeah. <laughs> super, super Sith, super Sith. Like- so uh, yeah, so he'll make his debut at some point when they get all that stuff together. So there you go, you've heard it here first. Super Sith going to wear the Indiana Jones hat. I might even wear the Indiana hat. Why not? You could get like the uh, yellow spiky hair, and you could be Super Saiyan Sith. <laughs> Super Saiyan Sith. That is awesome. All right, that's it. It's a group effort. I'm going to do it. <laughs> Super Saiyan Sith. He'll make his debut. Anyway, Crystal. Um, well, the coolest present I received is a beautiful, comfy, silky robe I got. The super sexy silky robe. From a certain <laughs> husband. Yeah. <laughs> super Sithy. <laughs> super Sithy. And I'm tossing. No, it's it's pee. It's a, it's like a pinky color. <laughs> and I'm tossing up with the coolest gift I gave, whether it's the the Xbox, because I didn't really. Well, I gave that. I paid for that. Let's say I paid for that. But yeah, we did that. We someone did. Someone picked yeah. it out well, himself. We did the Becker's family. Uh, that's why we approved because we did the Becker's family thing where where Crystal bought me yeah. the Xbox. Oh, I, I went and bought it. I, I'm the one that actually went to JB to buy it. And liked it home. <laughs> and, and, and carried it home. <laughs> but Crystal then deposited the money into my account. So yeah. it all worked out. It all worked out. <laughs> but then I, I decided he needed a gift that was also a surprise as well. So with the help of Bo, <laughs> I framed a picture of us all at Comic-Con. The oh, point, cool. The pointing picture. That was awesome. Yes. I love the girl in the background. It's <laughs> like... <laughs> We got photobomb with some little girl. Yeah. I kind of blurred the background a little bit, just so just so she wasn't too prominent. <laughs> she's cool. Well, it's good I to see. I think you make up a story about why she's there. Whatever, like people ask you about. Oh, is this you guys went to America? Was this New York Comic Con? Yeah, yeah. We um we helped save this uh this this girl uh, <laughs> for her parents or something. I don't know. You yeah. come up with a story about her. <laughs> and then it takes a creepy turn. I mean, well, I guess that's a, oh, no. a, a perfect segue into mine because I mean, the coolest gift I received was the photo, um, and uh, I would have said the Xbox, but I'll, I'll discuss why I didn't in a, in a second. But uh, but yeah, it would be the photo. My second coolest gift was actually uh, the the new Spaceways comic annual, which is a hardcover hardcover bound comic, like a whole collection of comic strips. Um, that apparently is a bit of a collector's edition, so it was it was just found. That's number one by my sister-in-law in uh, like a thrift shop type deal, and so it's uh, from nineteen fifty-four. So it's pretty That's sweet. Cool. So it's got like you know zip uh, zip daily rocket ship pilot, Swift Morgan and the flying saucers. <laughs> it's just uh, yeah, so old school, very cool, very much like it. Um, and the reason yeah, the coolest gift I gave. Oh, gee. Um, I'd say probably... I don't know. I didn't really give any cool prezzies, obviously. <laughs> I, I want to change mine. I want to change mine. Uh, so I said mine was a sewing machine. Yeah. That was just the first one I could think of. That was kind of the biggest one. Um, but when we were at New York Comic Con, I, I picked up those uh, really cool posters for my dad. Like I said, why I didn't pick the Xbox is because, although it's cool, I mean, the Xbox One, it's cool stuff, I've just had so much woe with it that it's it's really weird. I mean, it's, it basically, it's... You can't just play a game; it has to down, it has to install the game, and every single game so far has had some sort of update that it needed. Now, back with the good old 360, the update was you know it was only like 50 meg or something, and like you know you give the crap. It was done in five minutes, and bang, you were playing. You went and made a cup of tea, you came back, bang, you're up. There you go. But this one, for some reason, even even like crap games like NBA 
you know, 2K5 or whatever it is, the one, the game, one of the games I got for free with the system, even that needs a two and a half gig update. And it's like, I'm not downloading two and a half gig for a game I don't even care about. You shouldn't have to have yeah. the internet in order you to should, play. You should. That's exactly it. You shouldn't have the internet in order to play. And this is actually the, one of the, my biggest bugbear about this new generation of consoles, Xbox One and PS4, is, is that whole it's cons- persistent internet connection that you need to have. And it came back to bottom on the bum when Xbox Live and the Sony network went down on Christmas Day. I now have a suspect of who did it. Oh, they, they already have already admitted who did it. I was thinking you. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't me. Revenge. No, no, it was a, it was a hacker group. A hacker group called um, Lizard Squad, uh, who actually predicted like two months ago. Actually, said two months ago we're going to take down the Xbox and, and PSN networks on Christmas Day, and lo and behold, they went ahead and did it. And you know what? I'm actually not that mad. <laughs> you know, I was. I mean, I, I didn't care because I had Warcraft to play, so that was fine. But the, the, this Xbox One has just annoyed the crap out. It's just take. It's taken away the the coolness factor of it. The only game that's even working at the moment is GTA V. And Call of Duty... Call of Duty is actually the worst. Call of Duty I got for free with a console, but it wasn't a physical copy. It was a download version, which is fine, even though it's like, it's like 70, 80... No, it's like 100 gig. <laughs> Something ridiculous. So I thought, you know, I thought, I'll just leave it on overnight and I'll download it. That's fine. And then when I, when I went to start it, it had only done 46% of the game. And it said, ready to start. So I'm like, oh, okay, maybe the rest of it's just multiplayer stuff. It's all good. So I jump on and start playing the campaign. I play the first level. And then it says, okay, level two, now downloading. And it's like, what? <laughs> so basically I've got to wait like two gig for the next next level. It just It's ridiculous. And uh, I just switched it off. I was like, no, nah, bug this. Went back to Warcraft. So. Didn't even get to see Kevin Spacey. Did he, that's right, didn't even get to the Kevin Spacey cutscene. <laughs> Although I must say, the cutscenes in this game, holy crap, they are so pretty. They better be for the amount of downloads. <laughs> they should, <laughs> exactly. hundred gig. Uh, but the game itself, my God, it is very beautiful. But uh, yeah, so there you go. That was the, the Christmas swag. You wouldn't believe how many people don't have a constant internet connection either. That's a common thing where I work, where people are asking, like, if I, if I don't have internet connection or if I only have, like, a mobile broadband um, am I going to be able to play this game? And, and in most cases, you know, it, no, you're not. <laughs> Sorry. Um, why, why is that, though? I mean, you work you work in the, the techie industry. Yeah. So, I mean, what's the deal there? I mean, if I if I had said at startup, like during the setup of the Xbox, if I had said I don't have the internet, what would have happened? You would have had an expensive doorstop. It'll, it'll uh, like, everything, like some games will still work. Um, and then some games you'd have to have an internet connection to do whatever download or update it needs. And then after that, it would work. But then some games, like you said, require it all the time. Like you always need an internet connection. See, what's that? I mean, what's the deal? With, I mean, if you can't answer this, and hopefully somebody else can, but what's the deal with the Master Chief Collection? So I got Halo, the Master Chief Collection, right? Which is the basically all the Halo games remade, including yeah. uh, the all the old maps are now available yeah. for online play, which is magnificent. Um, but I mean, number one, the number one bugbear is. You have to download all the online, all the multiplayer stuff. It doesn't come on the disc. You don't get a disc with it. You got to download it all. So that's forty, fifty gig. And yeah. But what if I don't want that stuff? So I mean, when I first put it in and it says you need to download fifty gig, if I say, well, I'm, not, I'm never going to play it online. I just want to play the four you know, remastered games. You don't, you don't even get that as an option. So you're saying like you, you want to be able to download like a portion of it and not all of it? Yeah. I mean, I guess you could, yeah. I, I don't know why they don't give you that option. I guess that's just not something they feel like most of their clientele are looking for. Yeah. But, I mean, discs are just going away. Like, there's hardly anything that we sell that you can't get some other way than, than a disc. I mean, in five years, just no one's going to use discs. I don't even buy Blu-rays anymore. Like, I don't buy any kind of physical copy of anything yeah. anymore. I see what you're saying. I mean, there's, there's, I was actually I was looking at... Uh looking at uh, possibly buying a new PC and um, which I don't really need to I just I was just dreaming but uh, and I was having a look at some of the sort of online sort of pre-made PCs because I'm too lazy to build my own even though I know how to I'm just too lazy to do it and some of them actually don't come with a CD drive and I was like wow many of them do not come with an optical yeah. drive anymore yeah Max don't that's weird man you have to buy it separately if you want one that's, yeah, I mean, why don't they have eight-track players on them, David? <laughs> <laughs> Listen here, punk. <laughs> I've been in computers since you know the Vic Twenty days. You know, Commodore sixty-four, Apple IIe, 
Since you were in diapers. <laughs> that, I, I was back when they actually did have tapes. So you're right, they yeah. should have eight-track tapes on them. <laughs> <laughs> you know, whippersnapper. Now get off my electronic lawn. <laughs> <laughs> so it's... Uh, yeah, but anyway, that's, that's my gripe. <laughs> that was a pretty downbeat Christmas swag thing, wasn't it? Yeah, I got this cool gift, but it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. I mean, it really, it has, it actually had, it did actually upset me. I must have, I mean, I was like, I just want to play my goddamn game. Like, I haven't even played Destiny But imagine yet. if you've given it to a little kid for Christmas, and he's got to wait all day before he can play it. How frustrating would that be? Especially with the No, that does here. suck. It, it does suck having to wait on it to download. But kids these days, they know, they're expecting that, because every console that they've had their entire life, if they're, if they're you know, pretty young, yeah. has done that. You know, like the PlayStation... Uh, the PlayStation 3 did that with I know with Metal Gear there was a huge download it took like an hour and a half to two hours it's the only game I ever played on the PlayStation 3 yeah I guess, yeah, I guess if the parents were s- smart enough they could um, secretly get it all set up before the day and then they could start playing that morning so back so back in my day it was the, the parents had to build the bike yeah, overnight and they, but now they, well, they, they've got to s- plug in the Xbox and get it all set up first that's right download everything yeah download everything <laughs> the kids secretly in the bedroom. Why isn't my internet connection working? Yeah, why well, did it slow down to a crawl? <laughs> I can't chat with my friends. But that's but yeah. So the net, so PSN and Xbox networks went down uh, all day Christmas Day essentially. So that's a bit of a bummer. Even though it didn't fairly affect me, but it's, it, it is a bit of a bummer for for the kids and you know for families who are looking forward to it. So I do feel bad for them. But, uh, and PSN is still having trouble because it's Sony, but and, but Xbox is back up and running. I think the only thing that's not working on Xbox as we speak is the movie streaming stuff, uh, which, which is just dis- anyway. which is just a disappointment for the people who want to watch the interview. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, which, by, did you see the interview? By the way, no, I did not see the interview. Do you want to hear my interview tale of woe? Yes, I, I do. I, I want to hear it. All right. Now the interview the interview is an interesting beast. Like I actually don't care about the film at all. Like I don't, you know I I have no interest in seeing it. And the fact that it hasn't been released to the cinemas, I don't care. But I decided I I, sh- you know, I probably should see it. <laughs> for, you know even if it, for just for the podcast so I can review it. Yeah. Uh, and you know because you said you were going to see it. So have you seen it? Yet? No, I haven't. Oh, I'll okay, give you my cool. tale of woe after yours. All right. Okay. Cool. All right. So so I thought I'm going to see it and. For some strange reason, I, I don't know, I had some sort of reaction. I, I, can't, I can't explain it myself, but I had sort of reaction. And, and I was speaking to you at the time, and and I was like, and you're like, you know, you can get it from, you know, iTunes and Xbox and all sorts of stuff. And I, and I was like, screw that. I'm not paying to see this piece of crap. <laughs> I'm going to download it. Now, we've talked about torrenting and, and illegal downloads on the show before, and I'm not a, I'm not a fan. I don't approve. I, you know, I don't, you know it's, it's obviously it's a bad thing. We do not condone. We do not condone that sort of stuff. But I actually thought, you know, bugger it, I'm going to torrent this, this piece of crap because, you know, you know, screw Sony, you know what I mean? So, you know, so I go ahead, I get it. Like an hour later, I've got it on my hard drive. I go to run it. It's an, it's an AVI file. I go, I go to run it, and my computer says, this file does not match the file extension AVI. Do you still want to run it anyway? Mm. Massive noob. Massive red flag. <laughs> massive red flag. Now, even though I know, but I'm, I'm, you know, like I said, I'll be, you know, it's, it's Commodore 64 days. Even though I knew straight away that was a problem, yeah. I went ahead and pressed yes anyway. Because now, he was playing Warcraft. Because I was playing Warcraft at the time, <laughs> right? Boobs.exe, sure. <laughs> no, it wasn't. It wasn't that silly. It didn't. It didn't have a hidden exe on it or anything like that. Well, it was actually an AVI, right? It didn't have that trick, that old school trick where they used to put exe like at the end of a whole bunch of blank space or anything like that. It didn't. It didn't have that. But <laughs> when I started it up, it just instantly crashed, and then opened up a web browser to take me to Windows Media Player to tell me to install it. <laughs> and I'm like, because I actually, because and this is the this is the only thing that saved me is I actually don't use Windows Media Player. I use um, sort of like a hacked version of it. It's like a it's a it's a third party version of Windows Media Player. Um, so because you know, because I, I just because I don't like um, VLC or whatever the other program is called. Anyway, so that, that turns out to be my only saving grace. So it turns out that the uh, after many hours of research, it was clearly a hacked file clearly a trojan holding file and uh but the only thing the same is that it needs windows media player in order to infect your computer which i didn't have which is why it prompted me to download um wow. so 
but still, because I'm paranoid, I ran all my <laughs> ran all my stuff. You know, AVG, Spybot, <laughs> malware. I basically, you know, shut Warcraft down. You know, I basically ran every single scrubby thing that I could possibly find, and they all come back negative. So I'm pretty sure I'm okay. But lesson learnt. So it's pretty interesting that my first four, you know, first uh, step, putting my toe into the waters that are torrents yeah. was. Uh, was a virus that you know tried to destroy my computers. So, uh, so needless to say, torrents are bad. Okay, don't do any torrenting. Don't do drugs. <laughs> All drugs. Torrents are worse than drugs. But uh, yeah, and so and I still haven't seen the movie because now I'm too scared. <laughs> now I actually yeah. have to watch it legit through the Xbox network when it actually starts up. I can imagine that being like a high target because they know that a lot of people are downloading that right now. Yeah, I just love the irony of it. It's like the yeah. film that. You know, the people are saying are blaming North Korea for hacking Sony, which actually we will get to that in a second because there's you know, there's there's almost it's it's almost irrefutable proof that North Korea didn't do it. So it's. Oh, uh, I want to hear about this. Yeah, yeah, I don't we'll get, think it did, and I, and I need some I need some evidence to give to all my friends. All right, well, we'll get we'll get to that we'll get to that in a second. But um, the I just I just thought the irony of it is that the film that caused all that trouble that supposedly you know caused all that trouble is yeah. the film that had the virus in it. Uh, in order to screw oh, yeah. up, you know, people who thought they were going to legally download it. I, I, my tale of woe on this is that, um, is that I was like, oh, it's on YouTube for rental. Uh, rental's five ninety nine. Uh, I'll do it later. So that's my tale of woe. <laughs> I don't think it quite um, reaches the heights of mine, but that's <laughs> that's all right. <laughs> But I do plan on watching it just to review for for here, because we've you know we've talked about all the uh, the drama surrounding the movie, and then I want to see it and, and talk about it. But part of the reason that I'm not interested anymore is because of that. Like, well, before we get into that, uh, so I got another story that's similar to your um, your torrent issue. Yeah. Um, back in the Lost days, and you know, I have to figure out a way to talk about Lost every episode. Um, <laughs> I'm glad you brought back- up Lost because I've got a Lost story as well. Okay. <laughs> and back in the lost days, uh, I missed an episode. Like heaven forbid, I don't know how I missed it, but um, I missed an episode, and I was like, "I'm just going to download it, same as you." You know, just there's no way to get it other than than downloading it, and you know, just going to throw caution to the wind. Go to Pirate Bay, downloaded it, went to play it, and it started out with the like the lost logo thing, and then it was like. Like ah, I got you kind of thing, and it started playing like Desperate Housewives or some you know <laughs> some like terrible show like that, and uh, and it basically Rick rolled me, and it took and it was and the file was huge. Like I think they purposely made it so that it was really hard to download. So like I let it download overnight and wait waited all night for it, and then and then it was some other it was some other program. It wasn't lost. That's much much better. <laughs> At least it didn't put a virus on your computer. I mean, geez. But still, <laughs> yeah, I know. But still would be, to, it would still be incredibly annoying. That's fine. <laughs> anyway, further further evidence that torrenting is bad. <laughs> would you steal a purse? <laughs> <laughs> I love that ad. Car. Yeah. If, it is, if it was as easy as downloading the file, yes, I would steal a car. <laughs> <laughs> would you kidnap his wife? <laughs> I missed the Doctor Who Christmas special, but I'm, I'm, I won't download it. I'll, no. I'll watch it on iView. Yes, watch it on iView. There are other ways to get it. <laughs> <laughs> Don't risk it. Um, anyway, so the North Korea thing, yeah. So there's um, there's this guy I follow on Twitter, and I just suddenly now can't remember his name. I think it's Charles something. He's some sort of online journalist guy who apparently is the most hated. Charles, Charles Whitmore. Yeah, he's like the most hated guy on Twitter. And... Uh, I think, Bolt. I think yeah, he's, he's the Andrew Bolt of the Twitterverse, <laughs> and uh, I think he's hilarious. Personally, I, I think I think he's solid gold. But um, the he's uh, come up with a whole bunch of stuff that just ex- incredibly strongly points to to an inside job at Sony. So not the Sony the Sony execs themselves, but uh, some sort of inside job where it's, it's involved um, missing laptops. Like quite a lot of staff have had their laptops stolen. Um, over the course of the last couple of years, they're basically saying that it was it would have been to get the amount of information that they got from the master server. It would have been almost impossible to do it from the outside world, and so they've these you sort of gathered all the evidence that there's an inside job, and and uh, it's looking pretty close to being that. On top of also the fact that North Korea, are, you know, at, at first I mean they they denied it at first, of course, because that's what they're going to do. It's the way the game of politics work. 
but now they're actually getting quite upset and uh, they're basically saying we we definitely didn't do it and this constant you know saying that it was us is ridiculous and they've even started you know in classic North Korea way they've started threatening retaliation it's like uh, we want a uh, you know a joint US North Korea investigation to prove that it wasn't us because we're basically we're getting tired of it and, uh, it doesn't really sound like a North Korean tactic. Yeah, thing. so there's, there's, a, there's a lot of other things that sort of pointed out. I mean, it, so, 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 so much like what uh, Bo sort of uh, revealed to me, um, we, we, talk, we, so we talked a bit more about this after the show, and uh, he had some interesting information about it, mainly uh, about uh, you're saying that um, when they hack stuff, they do it with their sort of their hack, their sort of trained hacker people, you're saying? Yeah, yeah, they they actually have like a really elite team of hackers, and they're not called the GOP Guardians of Peace yeah. or anything silly like that. They're like the military you know, they grade. In. Yeah, they would get in, get out, and no one would ever know that it, that it happened. And then they wouldn't make it public with a list of demands. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. just it's really silly. This is really like you know like this is really like internet hacker type, like not like military grade hacker type. You know, yeah, I can't imagine they'd be that offended over a movie either. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like, like a lot of people have pointed out in it's you know, nobody, it, his father didn't get upset about Team Police, <laughs> you know, it's like, and that was far worse. So uh, Team America, yeah, Team America, yeah, World Police, yeah. yeah. I'm so lonely, but uh, <laughs> it's looking, you know, pretty pretty set that it wasn't. Uh, North Korea that did it and you know whether it was an inside job or not I don't know but you know let's face it we don't we don't know we don't have any of the facts on hand I don't think North Korea minds it like I I I don't think they're particularly impressed by the movie and I don't think they're uh, you know they don't like pretty much any they don't like you know Sony um, but I don't think it was I don't think it was a state led hack you know Oh, I'm not, it's, North Korea is ridiculous <laughs> and uh, yeah. you know I have no doubt in my mind that they're annoyed but they're not that you know, not not that so far that they're going to do this. You know, you know, it's actually against the law to wear uh, denim jeans in North Korea. Well, damn. You know, you know why that is? Why is that? Because it it reminds them of you know American cowboys. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh wow. Um, it's because Kim and yet, yet porn, is, porn is perfectly allowed. <laughs> <laughs> that's weird. I know it's weird. That's it's just no cowboy porn. No cowboy porn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I want to know when Sony the hack. Movies coming out. <laughs> Sony the yeah, hack. Real. Yeah, seriously. It's- so I mean, talking about talking about uh, seeing movies. You, uh, we've talked about it many, many times on the show, but uh, you always wanted to see Tusk. Oh. Yeah, and I still, I still haven't. Seen you it. still haven't seen it. Don't it be a shame. It, Bo. Don't watch it. Well, I have seen it. <laughs> I, and, and you hated it. <laughs> I absolutely despised it. I didn't oh, just God. hate it, Bo. I despised it. He walked into the room and gave me a look and went, this movie's not for you. <laughs> I've actually spent the last couple of days watching a whole bunch of bad like bad films. I've, in, I've intentionally been picking films that I thought would be bad. He does that a lot. Trying <laughs> <laughs> to prepare for watching Dust? <laughs> no, no, not, not just to prepare for Dust, just because I like that. I like bad films. Like I like films that are intentionally bad. He likes bad films you know, that he can't deny. Or, like, you know, films that try... That try, you yeah. know, but you know, just for some for whatever reason, miss the mark. It's uh, I, I don't know. It's it's a weird thing of mine. But so I've watched a whole heap of films, and uh, so I, I watched. Uh, I'll just give, I'll give you very very quick score reviews of all of them. I watched uh, Bride of Chucky and Seed of Chucky. Oh yeah, I saw those. <laughs> Terrible but hilarious, <laughs> hilariously bad. Uh, I've seen it before, but I watched Hackers just uh, because it's just, oh, it just I got yeah, into that mindset of all this hacking business, and uh, so I chucked Hackers on, and it's the the, the hacking stuff is ridiculous. <laughs> but you know, it's, it's movie hacking, no mouse. It's, it's movie hacking, on. and you know, he's typing away. He's clearly not what's on the screen is not what he's typing, and you know, all that sort of crazy stuff. But it's 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 gold. I love it. It's it's one, it's one of my favorite films. Uh, I watched uh, Bad Grandpa, which I didn't laugh once. Until the last scene, like it took the last scene for me to actually laugh, so uh, that'll give you an idea that, of, of my appreciation of that film. So, uh, Need for Speed, which is a uh, a poor man's Fast and Furious, uh, it's awful. It's got the guy from uh, Breaking Bad in it. Oh yeah, um, Aaron Paul. Aaron Paul, who's fantastic, but that just movie is terrible. Oh, uh, that's the thing. That I'm trying to be. I actually quite like Aaron in Breaking Bad. Aaron Paul is amazing. 
Yeah. In this film, it was like he was asleep. He like, it in. Like a, I think he was on tranquilizers the entire film because he basically he barely even opens his eyes. <laughs> it's just it's terrible, terrible film. Uh, I think he was just he was just where's the paycheck? Yeah, he's just <laughs> like I just got to pay the bills. <laughs> so it's uh, it's bad, bad stuff. Uh, never back down. It's basically the Karate Kid for the new generation. Is you know this kid he he doesn't want to fight, but he keeps getting picked on, and he's got a natural talent for combat, and he, it, they basically he gets involved in this MMA thing. And Is it Ender's Game. I, well, I guess <laughs> I guess so, but it's got sexy chicks in it. <laughs> it's Ender's Game with boobies, <laughs> and uh, one of those sexy chicks being Amber Heard, who is uh, stunningly beautiful. But uh, don't watch the film just for that. It's got uh, some cool combat stuff in it. I actually quite quite like the film to be honest with you. Uh, 13 Ghosts, which is an oldie, but uh, still a terribly. It's, a terribly. Uh, it's, uh, it's, it, was, it came out around that sort of that sort of resurgence of horror films. It's like you... Um, Blair Witch? Uh, no, well, yeah, so, yeah, I guess, I guess around that sort of area, so where you got, like, those, like Ron Turn and, and uh, Jeepers Creepers and... Jinkies. <laughs> what? <laughs> and, you know, and sort of, you know that, all that sort, of, that sort of era of stuff. And, uh, and, so it, and it's, it's terrible. It's, it, it's not, one, it's not scary. So it's a horror film that's not scary, which is pretty bad. It stars Shannon Elizabeth, so it'll give you an idea of how bad it is. The, only, the, the saving grace for this film is the actual the storyline behind it is fascinating. Like, the actual idea behind it is, is actually really, really interesting. And it's, it's just a shame that it just doesn't go anywhere. Um, and the house... Uh, like the production design, like the, you, you understand if you see it, but the the house is awesome. It's like it's an absolute shame that what happens to it at the end. It's, it really is magnificent set of production design. Uh, this uh, this is forty, which is uh, a Judd Apatow film, which basically which stars the characters from Knocked Up, the secondary characters. So you know you got the main two characters, Seth Rogen and what's her face, Catherine Catherine Heigl. Who's also in Bride of Chucky, by the way, which is hilarious. Uh, but anyway, so you got but there. So her sister and her husband, the sort of secondary characters, that have become the primary characters of this film. And it's basically just two and a half hours of two people arguing. It really is quite strange. I'm, I'm not too sure what it's trying to be. Is it meant to it's a is it a drama? Is it a comedy? I, I don't. It's trying to be a Woody Allen film. I guess. I don't know. I just. I don't. I don't just. I don't quite understand what the purpose of it was. But uh, well, the reason I was uh, going back to the lost, <laughs> the the daughter who is actually Judd Apatow's, because because the main girl in it, I think her name's Leslie Mann, is Judd Apatow's wife, and the two he, her daughters in the movie are Judd Apatow's daughters. And the oldest one is obsessed with Lost. Like she talk, the entire film, that's all she talks about. Lost, Lost, Lost. And how she how they take away her laptop because she was being naughty and she can't watch the last the last episode of Lost and her whole hit world's gone destroyed. So that stuff so that stuff was funny. And then she eventually she watches it and she's like she's crying and, and then she introduces everybody else to it and they're like, I don't understand what's going on. Were they all dead all the time? Like, no <laughs> <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> So uh, yeah, so that's that's uh, that was it wasn't bad. Even though the sort of the tone of it was all over the place, I actually didn't mind. It was alright. Um, but that's yeah. So and uh, the other one was of course Tusk. So let's, let's just set this up for you. Tusk is basically it was an idea that um, Kevin Smith and Scott Mosier had on the podcast, the Smodcast. Yeah. And what is basically what it is is Kevin Smith saw an ad in Gumtree that basically said you can have free rent. You know, room and board, essentially, you know, free power and all sort of stuff, as long as you're willing to dress up like a walrus. <laughs> <laughs> and he was just fascinated by this ad. The ad later turned out to be fake. You know, it was basically by a fan of Kevin Smith who put it in in the hope of meeting Kevin Smith, and eventually did. He became a producer on the film. But uh, so, so, but anyway, Kevin Smith was fascinated by this, and seeing he and Scott during the course of this podcast just you know come up with this the plot of the film essentially, right? Which which I think is actually quite quite amazing i mean it's just it just shows just how talented kevin smith is i mean people a lot of people don't give him enough credit and it's it's pretty much fully formed so if you haven't listened to the actual podcast episode itself um you, you actually get part of it in the end credits of the film which is pretty cool so i actually talk about the third act uh in the in the end credits which is pretty good so basically the story the storyline is, is it embellished a bit for film is where it's it's uh a, a couple of podcasters and justin lon and um Haley joel osmond are doing like a smodcast type podcast, and the name of the podcast is hilarious. It's the Not Sea Party. So, and it's, a, and it's basically a running joke. It's like it sounds like Nazi Party, 
but it's actually not C as in... Oh, if you say with an American accent, it sounds like that. Yeah. 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 So, anyway, so that's probably about the funniest joke in the film. So, it's... And, so basically, they, they do that. They do this podcast, and it's basically this modcast, really, is all of what it is. And one, the main, the Justin Long character, he sort of travels around and meets people, sort of internet celebrities, and sort of interviews with them, interviews with them the show. And he's he's meant to interview this kid they call the Kill Bill Kid, who is basically a ripoff of the lightsaber kid, so the Star the Star Wars kid, who's who's basically a fo- footage of this you know this fat kid swinging a stick around as if it's a lightsaber and making all the noises and doing all sorts of tricks and stuff and it's in he goes to interview him but he turns out that uh he's committed suicide and so he's now got no story and the guy's a douche like he's a complete scumbag he's got this beautiful girlfriend who he doesn't appreciate and and uh he, he likes the groupies and all that sort of stuff and blah 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 and so he's now got no story and so he, while he reads an ad so he's in canada and uh, he's, he basically doesn't know what to do with himself, and so he reads this ad, and and the and the ad essentially says, hey, you know, I'm an old sailor, and I've lived a you know a, a wonderful, amazing t- life, and you know I've got lots and lots of stories to tell. So it's basically tailor made for exactly what he needs. You just have to yeah. just come up and you know have a conversation with me, and so he does. So he travels up. Uh, there's a little cameo with uh, Harley Quinn, uh, Kevin Smith's daughter. Like he stops off at a at a quickie mart type place essentially, and. Um, the two clerks at this quickie mart are Harley Quinn, who's Kevin Smith's daughter, um, and is it Melody? I think her name is Melody, who is Johnny Depp's daughter. So, yeah, which, yeah, which is pretty cool. Uh, so, there, so, there, so he basically after the stop off theory, then he goes off and he and he meets he meets this guy. I can't remember the guy's the character's name. I think it's like Howard Howard Ho or How or something like that. But he's played by the awesome Michael Parks. Now, Michael Parks is the the only redeeming factor of this film. Is it he is. He's amazing yes. in every single film he's in, and he's great. Uh, he's he's just awesome, and he just he just knocks it out of the park of this film. He's just he's the, so creepy, man. Yeah, that's the thing. He just he just he's so good at that. Even when he's trying to be nice, he's still creepy. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it is it's just it's amazing. He's, he really really is good stuff. So so he basically he meets this he meets this old dude and um and they start and they start chatting. He starts talking you know talk, telling stories, and the stories themselves are actually true. <laughs> to a certain point of view, so it's 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 quite interesting how it works. Uh, eventually, later on in the film, you sort of you sort of get sort of extra little bits and pieces about it, which I won't spoil here. It's actually quite interesting. And there, but then he, uh, Justin Long's character, is uh, drugged, knocked unconscious, and transformed into a walrus. And that's it. Now, that's all. That's all I'm going to say about the film, uh, about the actual plot. Uh, but he's basically, I mean, it's, it's. I mean, as the as the trailer suggests, he actually does become a walrus, um, and it's. It's crap. <laughs> it's just. Yeah, I, mean, I, really, I, was looking at, I was just looking at pictures, and uh, I didn't think. I actually didn't think that it was actually going to be that. Um, that he was literally being turned into a warrior. I thought that was kind of the premise, but you would kind of be on the edge of of whether that's actually happening or not, or whether yeah. it's all the podcaster's head. Well, knowing the background uh, behind it, I thought what was going to happen was that he would be forcibly sewn into a warrior suit. Yeah, and then hijinks in shoe you know what I mean it's sort of Kevin Smith hijinks would occur um, and you know and I was okay I was kind of okay with that you know what I mean I was like eh, I don't think that's particularly funny but it could become funny you know what I mean so I'm you know well, yeah. I'll let it go it's actually not that case at all it actually it takes a very dark turn like really dark we're talking red state level of dark and I, I want to see it don't spoil too much but I saw pictures when we were just talking about it. I googled pictures and yeah. the walrus looked Ridiculous! Like it looks, it looks silly. It is <laughs> utterly ridiculous. Um, so yeah, I mean, I like, well, that's, that's all I want to say about the plot. I mean, there is a uh, appearance by Johnny Depp. Um, he's not billed as Johnny Depp, but it clearly is Johnny Depp. Uh, and his character is not only useless but not funny, and actually stops the film dead. So I'm not too sure what is actually going on in that point. But and then it has you know the suitably you know creepy ending that it's that, that needs to have which I don't don't want to spoil for anybody. So if you're a Kevin, if you're a fan of Kevin Smith, which which I am, I then you know I, I recommend seeing it. If you don't like the idea of films like The Human Centipede and stuff like that, if body horror is not your thing, then it avoid. Is not my thing actually. Yeah. So it is your thing. It is not my thing. It is not. Though. Yeah. Okay. So it's it's kind of it's basically uh, the best way I can describe it. I guess is it's Kevin Smith trying to be David Cronenberg. And I, I don't think it works. I mean, I do... But what, the one thing I do like about Kevin Smith is that he's willing to give it a shot. You know what I mean? It's like... I mean, people keep trying to pigeonhole him into the... 
into the the clerks sort of mold. Like I mean, he, he's made the, he's made the clerks type films, clerks, ball rats, James Bond, Bob, that sort of stuff. The uh, uh, the viewer skew universe, as he calls it, and he's done that. I mean, he's gone as far as he can with that. I mean, Clerks Two proves that he basically can't go any further because Clerks Two is awful, and so it's it's he's basically he's, he's got to leave that behind and try new things. And he did. He tried Cop Out, which is bad. He tried uh, Red State, which is much better. It's actually a, a decent little film, Red State. And in, yeah, now he's tried he's tried Body Horror with Tusk, which uh, which is which in my opinion fails. But at least he tries. That's 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 one of the things that I really respect, respect about him, and I don't think he gets enough credit for that. So uh, I give I give Tusk zero point five out of uh, zero point five out of five looks, um, and that's only for Michael Park, who is magnificent. Um, the rest of it is just so unbelievably bad that I just I, I will never ever see it again. <laughs> I knew that he would carry the movie because yeah. he was, he was so good in Red State. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, and I want to see this movie. If, if this movie were made by anybody else, I wouldn't be interested. I'm mainly interested for the reason that you said. It's just Kevin Smith trying something that he hasn't done, but he's still putting his spin on it. You know, like I always like reading Kevin Smith's Batman, and I kind of didn't think of it as being a real part of the Batman universe, even though some people may argue that it may be. I don't know, but I just always thought of, well, this is Kevin Smith's take on Batman. And this is Batman with that Kevin Smith voice, you know? Yeah. And so, like, I kind of, that's why I want to see this, is because I feel like it's going to be that kind of you know, torture porn kind of thing, but I'm not I'm not into that. Like, I don't like Human Centipede. I don't like those kind of movies. But I want to see Kevin Smith's take on it. And and I'm going to watch it, and, I, and I'll, um, I'll talk about it on the show. But I will be honest, though, I probably will have, like, a light, like, I probably will have, it'll have to be really bad for me to absolutely hate it. You know what I mean? Just because yeah. I'm such a fan in the first place, you know? Yeah, I mean, being being the massive fan that you are, I mean, and, I mean, like I said, I'm a fan as well. But I'm more of a fan of the man than I am really of the work. You know what I mean? Like, I, really, I mean, I, actually, yeah, the best me, thing he's yeah, ever yeah. done is his stand up stuff. I mean, it's yeah, me too. I agree. You know, a conversation with Kevin Smith. I think I think that is just hilarious from start to finish, and it's just him being himself. You know what I mean? So, so that was another thing I wanted to touch on with Tusk is is I feel like it's I haven't seen it yet, but what from what I've seen from the preview, I feel like it's getting away from what he's good at, which is. If you listen to his podcast, if you listen to him telling stories, like you said in the, in the evening with Kevin Smith, he will start crying just telling you about a movie that he didn't write. Like he 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 cries talking about you know like um, what story was it? He tells stories that I never think of. Yeah. Like I've seen the movie he's talking about, and I never thought about it in the light that he's telling it. And and he will and he it will bring him to tears just thinking about the characters and and how the plot impacts these characters and how they're tangled together. And that's the type of thing that he should stick to writing. You know what yeah, I mean? Like exactly. instead of writing about a man being turned into a walrus, he needs to <laughs> stick to the stories that make him cry whenever he's telling it on his podcast, you know? Yeah. Uh, and that's what I'll always love about him. And I think that we've seen so many different, cause Kevin Smith is the kind of director that like, if you're a fan of, you don't like everything he does, you know, like you might be a fan of, uh, Steven Spielberg or, or somebody and then he puts out a crappy movie and it's like oh god I, I used to like him so much and then he put out this movie and now I just don't know what to think about him Kevin Smith is somehow like his fans he's allowed to try things that don't work sometimes you know and like not every director can do that you know like hmm. if uh, Christopher Nolan you know, look at M. Night Shyamalan like M. Night Shyamalan he keeps coming out with these you know movies that were kind of you know not really as deep as his first few movies and then no one even knows his name anymore. You know, he's kind of like just blinked out of existence a little bit. Um, but Kevin Smith keeps trying things because he's he's betting on himself the same way he did whenever he made Clerks. You know, he's like, I maybe I can make a movie where a guy gets turned into a walrus. Hmm. Uh, such an odd idea, but I'm gonna bet that I'll succeed on it. You know, like I'm gonna bet on myself in this idea. That's an excellent summary. That's very well said. <laughs> You've surprised uh, me, bro. <laughs> You brought a tear to my eye. <laughs> I actually missed a bit that I wanted to talk about during our Christmas thing, so let's uh, let's backtrack a little bit. Okay. Because you're a Christian, right? Yes. I just want to preface this by saying that you know I love you, right? Yes. Okay, cool. Now you're a Christian, yeah? <laughs> and yeah. you know that we are not, right? Yes. Let's, let's have a Christmas discussion. Now, there's a thing that happened uh, at, on Christmas that I just find I quite I find quite interesting, and I just and uh, I need your opinion on it. And uh, just remember that I love you. This is not meant to be offensive in any way, okay? 
Okay, yeah. well, I'll tell you this before you even say anything. I'm probably not the best representative for the Christian community. <laughs> okay, cool. And, and a lot of th- a lot of times, I actually side with the, you know, I actually side with the atheist view. So the dark side. <laughs> the dark side. All right, <laughs> <laughs> oh, cool. Well, this what offend you then? Oh, cool. We can actually have a conversation about it. Now, there's an a- there's an astrophysicist named uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson. DeGrasse. Um, oh yeah. DeGrasse. Yeah. Is it DeGrasse? Is it? Neil deGrasse Tyson. Neil deGrasse Tyson. The race racing host of Cosmos. Yeah, who I just think is hilarious. And he's he tweeted, uh, he's, he's, he's quite well known for being a bit outspoken against uh, religion. And he uh, tweeted, on Christmas Day he tweeted, On this day, long ago, a child was born who by age 30 would transform the world. Happy birthday, Isaac Newton, born December 25th, 1642. That's, there's been... Uh, a reaction. Did you actually already know that? Did you yeah. see the tweet? Or you have sh- you not? Have you ever, no one's ever said to you, "Happy Newton Mass." No, no, because <laughs> he was actually. Because I've always, I was always taught that Newton was born January fourth, December twenty fifth. I had no idea I, of yeah. his birthday. I, I didn't know it was on Christmas Day. It's crazy. Oh, well, there you go. So, new, Happy Newton Mass. Is that a real say? The, the things you know. You're surprised. <laughs> uh, so. Yeah, so the, the, I, I find this tweet fascinating. Now, it's a, it's a massive troll. He's basically just trolling the Christians, right? Which is what he does, and it's it's clearly ton in cheek. But it's I just uh, this tweet is actually has now become one of my most favourite tweets because of the true things that it does. It's I mean, the, obviously the Christians are a bit upset because you know the the person he's, he's trolling against is Jesus. For those two people in the world who don't know, you know, Jesus, you know, died when he was thirty three, and you know, changed the world. And, uh, you know, but the thing is that Jesus, it's pretty well known now that Jesus was not born on December 25th. Like, that was the date that he was, he was, that was chosen for him to celebrate his birth. Uh, yeah. He was actually born in October or something. So that's, I mean, it's, that's, it's pretty well established. It's only the most rabid Christians were going to argue against that. I mean, it's, right. the, the, the church itself even says that we chose this date for this reason. You know, so so he's trolling against that the the whole date business, and the flip side of that, which I think is fascinating, is that um, depending on which calendar you use, Isaac Newton himself wasn't born on December twenty fifth either. He was born January fourth, which according to the Gregorian calendar. But when Newton was born in England at that time, sixteen forty two, they were using the Julian calendar, which is why it's December twenty fifth. So that's why I was taught January 4th and you were taught December 25th, 25th which I, I think is fascinating. Which, so, is, which says that they, they still celebrated Christmas. Yeah, oh, yeah, I don't know, that's interesting. So they're so, still born on Christmas either way. Yeah, either way. Yeah, either way, it's still Newton, Newton mass. <laughs> so it's, 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 this is how clever this guy is, right? It's just the way that he was actually do that. And he then like, had a whole bunch of uh, you know, follow-up tweets, which, uh, you know, I don't know, which is he's still just sort of tweeting the Christians. But, you know, the reason, the reason I bring that up is because, it's just, it's, like I said, it's one of my favourite tweets just of just how clever it is. Um, but I wanted to ask you, as a Christian <laughs> in our group, um, do you yeah. find that offensive? And No, not and at all. Why did the Christians find that offensive? Well, I don't think, you know, again, it's, it's like saying that um, Christians find it offensive in the same way that Muslims act out terror. You know, it's like... It's not that every Christian would find that offensive. Mm. It's just that the you know sort of e- evangelical loud ones may have found it offensive. Yeah. Well, it was retweeted. But, uh, it was no, retweeted fifty-seven thousand times. That'll give you an idea. Yeah, I mean exactly. I don't find it. I actually find it pretty interesting. I had no idea, but I understand what he's saying. Like the whole, the whole concept of like science versus religion. And again, to go back to Lost, like, like that's what Lost is about. Yeah. Uh, so, like, like science versus religion, and I think Neil deGrasse Tyson is a genius, and, like, I've heard him talk on um, how funding science inspires, um, you know, progress in society, and, um, you know, I, I mean, I, I really think he's a genius, and I think he's important to, uh, you know, current, you know, progress in society. I think the tweet, I mean, I think you're right. I think he was trying to kind of troll that community, yeah. but at the same time, I don't find it offensive at all. Oh, sorry. Was he so much trying to troll it or just make, make people think? Yeah. Well, his follow-up troll, he's clearly trolling, because his follow-up tweet is, Merry Christmas to all, a pagan holiday, B.C., becomes a religious holiday, A.D., which then becomes a shopping holiday, U.S.A. <laughs> USA. Yep, that's all true. That's all- <laughs> USA. USA, USA. Um, actually, I, just to correct myself, it was, it was actually retweeted 69,000 times. Um, Pretty correct. Yeah, so anyway, I, anyway I, just, I, I just thought that was interesting. I mean, yeah, I, mean, I, do, I do like that whole... 
you know, it's like, oh, this this offends all Christians' business. Where it's, well, no, it doesn't. <laughs> it's, it only offends the the ones that want to be offended. It is like I, it, I like Neil deGrasse Tyson. Like I, I really do. Like I, I've listened to a lot of like um, podcasts that have used quotes from him. I've never watched. I've never actually watched that show. The show that he does. What's it called? Cosmos. Cosmos. Yeah, I never. I never watched it with Neil deGrasse Tyson. I actually have seen some of the original one. Carl Sagan. Um, with what now? Carl Sagan. Uh, yep, Carl Sagan. Yep. I've seen some of that, but I've never seen the new one. I've heard it's really good, though, and I've heard some like clips from it, and and I, I really think he's I think he's well respected in the science community and, and well deserved. Um, that tweet, I could see how some people may have taken it the wrong way, but I don't think his intention was necessarily anything other than just trying to draw light on a specific social qualm, you know, with this holiday. And, and the whole cheeky. like uh, it being like a commercial holiday in the U.S. and all that kind of thing. I mean, one hundred percent. I mean, it's pretty Christians. Maybe should find that offensive, right? Like the like. Yeah. <laughs> it's just it's just another way for stores to get people in there to buy stuff. You know, like like what does that really have to do with religion at all? How's your uh, as the to segue away from the topic? How's your your uh, retail life going? Oh man, it's all over with. And, well, it's not over with, but like. I don't have to help the sales floor anymore because the sales floor is dying down. But now we're getting really busy in the repair side of things because people are opening their laptops and then, you know, they're not charging or something like that. And they have to bring it in. No, but, so I, but I would much rather be busy in my department than having to help everybody else, you know? Yeah. <laughs> cool. All right. Well, let's, uh, let's uh, have a review. Eh? I've, I just, I've already had like, I don't know why I'm saying A all the time. I think it's because I watched Tusk and it's in Canada. Yeah, you watched Tusk. It's in Canada. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so... Um, I, I reviewed about a hundred things, but anyway, let's have uh, a review from Bo. What do you got? Recently, I watched uh, Helix season one. Um, I don't know if you're up on this at all. Never seen uh, it. Yeah, so I was really excited about this show whenever it was going to come out. Like I, I read about it online. I thought the premise sounded really cool. Um, they like people were saying it was going to be another serial, like you know, addicting show. Um, and and I love that sort of thing. And so I was excited about it. I waited for it to come out. I actually was like waiting on launch night to watch it. And I watched Ooh. it and here's what I'll say. This show is not bad. It does it does it's a certain type of show. It has a certain type of flow. Um and, and a lot of people really like that type of show. So I, I'm not saying it's it's terrible. Um but I will explain to you maybe why I don't like it, but at the same time why I'm still watching it because I, I am actually planning <laughs> on watching season two. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like it, but I'm still watching it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, and it's and it's very similar. It's very similar to the reason I don't like Battlestar Galactica. And mm-hmm. I've made a lot of jokes about that. But like, here's like the real like here's the serious reason why I don't like these two shows for the very same reason. Yeah. So Helix, it's uh, the premise is there is this uh, like facility in antarctica that's doing some sort of um you know funded research um it's privately funded it's not like government funded research or anything and they've had an unusual outbreak where people are like spitting this black goo into each other's mouths and um there's this team of scientists that come to quarantine and contain and and, uh contain the virus and come up with a cure and the the scenery of it kind of reminds me of um resident evil 2 whenever you get to like the uh the facility at the end of the game where they actually produce the virus and, you know, it's got all these different corridors of, you know, machinery and thing. And, and, and that's kind of the scenery of this, of this base. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I really, I really think that the overall plot of the entire you know season and of, of what will eventually be the entire show, I think the overall plot is actually really well, like really, really, um, it's a really good concept. It's just complicated enough. It's just simple enough. I mean, it's, it's a really cool, um, overall plot, but the individual episodes, the execution of the individual episodes, I don't like. And so that's what I meant by like some people, like the people that really loved Battlestar, you know, you, you're into this type of show where it's all plot driven. There's very little character development until you've gotten through like half the season. After watching most of the season, I care about a few of the characters. But it's not like, you know, it's not like The Walking Dead or a show that is the opposite of that, where it has very little plot development, but it's mostly character development. Hmm. Um, Helix Helix is like 90% plot development, and it comes hard and fast. And it's just like every episode is just a new brick to this overall, you know, plot piece that they're building. And, you know, maybe you get a little bit of specs of, you know, the character here and there, um, but not a lot. And I'm just not into that. 
But at the same time, I like the overall plot so much that I kind of want to watch the next season. So I can't say it's a bad show because I'm kind of interested in what happens in the next season. You know what I mean? <laughs> He's torn. <laughs> I'm so torn here. I'm so torn here. The best example I can think of is actually from Battlestar, not from Helix. But like there, one of the early episodes of Battlestar, there, there's a scene where there's some people – like it's like someone on the uh, engineering deck's birthday. And so they're pushing this guy around this little cart. And then there's like another cart that just has like apparently live bombs sitting on it with no kind of mechanism for locking it. And one of them falls off and then blows up. And then that's how the episode starts. And you're supposed to be like, I guess, I guess the fans of the show watched it going, oh, my God, like some people just died and that thing just blew up. And this is war. And this is what happens in war. And oh, man, this show is so intense. And I, I, I can't believe. But I'm watching it going, <laughs> there's no way in hell they would just have live bombs that could just get tipped off at being just barely brushed just sitting there on a rolly cart there's no way that would ever if that if they were that dumb they never would have gotten to space travel in the first place you know and so that's that's and, and helix is the same way helix does the same kind of stuff it's not as bad it's not nearly as bad but it's the same kind of thing because i will say that battles i thought the I thought I thought the whole like you know is this guy a Cylon is this guy a Cylon and oh we got a test but the test doesn't work which they did the exact same thing in Helix by the way they did the whole like oh we got a test to see who's infected oh no the test doesn't work you know they did the, whole, the same exact thing um, but like I thought that the overall plot is good it's just the execution individually that's bad and and, and Helix to me feels the same way really small details that bug me but they're enough to take me out of it I really do. I've got, no, no I've got this strange urge to go back and watch Battlestar now. <laughs> Play Battlestar. <laughs> Just to see all these things. So, so, now that you're, so you've seen the whole season. How would you rate the season? Again, I think I think a certain... Like, if you're into this type of show, you're going to love it. It's really good at what it does. It's just, it's just not my type of show. I'm going to say it is a 2.89 out of 5. <laughs> like, I don't want to give it a 3 because that's like pushing it over the halfway mark. And that's... I don't, I don't think it's that good. It's... it's to me, it's it's a mediocre show. I am kind of interested in the second season, but then again, I, I wasn't super happy with the finale. Um, I, I don't know. I might not. By the time the second season comes out, because I'm not watching it on TV, I'll wait till it hits Netflix, and by the time it hits Netflix, I will probably have forgotten about it, and, and I probably won't be interested at that time, but um, if I still remember it whenever it does, I, I do kind of plan on watching it. Can we, can we say 2.75 just to help out our stats? 2.89 does take it over the halfway mark. 2.75, I'll go with that. Yeah, 2.75. Good. I, I, do, I do like the, the thing you said about how it's just overall it's okay, but it's just these little things that sort of bug me. What, what, yeah. are the, what are the sort of tropes of these sort of things that really irritates the hell of me every time is when certain people and we'll just just for example we'll just say the teenage girl right we'll just we'll make her the scapegoat in the storyline but so the teenage yeah. girl is specifically told do not do this thing and we'll say call anybody like do, don't use your phone right don't use your mobile phone because terrible yeah. things will happen she uses her ter- her phone because she has to speak to her boyfriend as lane or whatever the case may be yeah 10 people die she survives and yet no, there's no sort of consequence. Like she, so she survives. She's happy. She survived. Oh my god! Wow. It's like nobody turns around and says, "All these people are dead because you're an idiot." Yeah. Not only it. that, but like it's so it's 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 also and that's a, that's a narrative that's done a lot too. Yeah. And, and um, it's also like her her like connection to this guy means more to her than you know anything else in the environment. Like yeah. it gives this idea that women are like so like bound to whoever their mate is that like they base their entire decision making you know process off of the man in their life you know yeah well to be fair i did use teenage girl as an example and they are pretty crazy yeah <laughs> but but yeah i agree with what you say it's just, it's, it's i just that that's just that one trope that just it just gets me every time just once yeah. i want somebody at the end of the film just turn around and go you're scum <laughs> and, and, you know, that, but it never happens never it never ever ever happens yeah. Have you got have you got any any quick wow news? Oh oh man, I I basically have just been making a killing off of Dark Moon cards. Yeah, like uh, a lot. Like I've made like twenty thousand gold since our last episode. Wow. Uh, 
which is, is nothing. There's a lot of gold farmers out there that would make that in an hour, according to YouTube. I see that all the time, but I'm just a regular guy. I'm not a gold farmer. I've always been strapped for gold. I've always, I've always kind of, I don't want to say it on the air because I know we're followed by Blizzard, but I've always gotten gold through, through uh, non-official channels. Um, but uh, those days are long behind me. That's um, good. Yeah. Well, I, I quit doing that like in Cataclysm actually because I got like a. They didn't. I, I got caught. They didn't ban me, but they sent me like a, a letter saying like, "Hey, we feel like you bought some gold. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't do it again. <laughs> Please don't do it again." Yeah. So I, I feel like if I do it again, they're just they're just gonna perma ban me. So I haven't yeah. done it since then. But I just gotta put that disclaimer in there just in case. <laughs> Allegedly. Yeah. So Dark Moon cards. You can make them if you're an inscriptionist, and uh, at least you know I'm on a really high populated server. You can sell almost anything on the auction house. Um, but on my server, some of the cards are going for 600 gold. Some of them are going for three and 4,000 gold. Um, and I, so far, I have not posted any of them. I had to repost one of them because I put it on 12 hours instead of 48, and it didn't sell within 12 hours. Yeah. I reposted it, and it sold. So, like, I haven't – that's the only one I've reposted. They've all sold. Not I've just been logging in every day. Um, I've got two characters on Illidan, um, and so what I do is I combine all my herbs to the one to the one character that's with inscription. Yeah, make all the war paints I can make, and put those things on the auction house, and it's been crazy. I've got uh, I'm working. I've got two uh, horde one hundreds. I'm working on my first alliance one hundred. He's at seventy six, I think. No, what am I talking about? 96, 76. <laughs> Crazy. Uh, yeah, so he's at 90, 96, 97, something like that. And uh, I just finished doing the... I remember a couple of episodes back I was talking about the the Admiral Taylor Garrison quest? Yeah. Where you go yeah, to, yeah, yeah. Yeah, where, you know, it, it turns out... Spoiler alert. It turns out that Admiral, Ta- Admiral Taylor had his own garrison and now he's dead. And uh, I, I found that quite moving. I was quite excited about how I sort of interacted with you. So I've now done it as an alliance character because Admiral Taylor was an alliance NCP. And so I've now, I've now done it as an alliance character. And one, he does, once again, he does that thing where he, like, he talks to you, like he he's, like the, mentions the quests that you've done and stuff, which I think is awesome. Uh, but also at the end of it, you get him as a follower. So that's awesome. So he lives on. Nobody oh, cares. You, get, you get Admiral Taylor as a follower? <laughs> yeah, you get Admiral Taylor as a follower. He's, a, oh, cool. he's an arms warrior, which is cool. But that, that's... <laughs> <laughs> the big reveal. The big reveal. But that segues into the, the, my, my, my whinge. I've got to have a wow whinge. It's not an episode without one. I've been sending my followers off on these missions and stuff, right? And there's, you know, there's got some, you know, some cool missions. You get some cool stuff, some, some swag and you know, follower items and a lot sort of business. But I've yeah. yet to have the mission that they promised us, which is where your follower gets kidnapped while he's on a mission for you. And you have to go save them. So, are you positive I didn't just make that up? No, no I read that. Okay, because yeah. I, I thought that, like, I I thought like maybe I had heard that somewhere, and then I said it on the show, and maybe I, I might have been drunk. I might have never heard that. <laughs> <laughs> no, they mentioned it. It definitely, definitely should is is legit. The with Blizzard people said it, and I, it hasn't happened, and I'm very upset. I want this to happen. Like I've sent mis- followers on missions to instances, like I've, the Grimrow Depot and all that sort of stuff, and they haven't been captured. And what's going on? Yeah, too good. I don't know. You got those guys in your tavern telling you, like, "Oh, dude, I bet you can't ring the bell in the Ark of Dawn." <laughs> <laughs> those Maybe missions that's are meant, but <laughs> I love those little those missions because it is such a like thing you'd hear at a bar, like, "Oh man." <laughs> I bet you, I bet you, I can go, and I can't think of another one. I, I, there's a shiny thing at the docks, and uh, what? You don't believe me? I'll get it next time I'm there and bring it back. You know, <laughs> those he's, quests are like such like bar talk. You know? He's so right. That is hilarious. My favorite one's the uh, the dryad chick that sends you to get the pea chick out of Everbloom. Goes, you got to save, you got to save the poor pea chick. <laughs> it's in danger. Like, all right, calm down. I'll save the damn peachy. Relax. <laughs> it's pretty funny. All right, let's finish up with uh, coming soon. Cool. In Australian cinemas, January first, New Year's Day, the first day of 2015, we get Big Hero Six, which is the latest Disney animated story. From and uh, I'm pretty excited. We finally get it. It's already been out in the states for like three months. I've kind of missed Big Hero One to Five. So there, there is no One to Five. Big Hero Six is the name of the Super Team. Oh, okay. Yeah, they're like uh, they're like little known Marvel characters. The 
Um, they're like a Japanese superhero team. Okay. Yeah. You would have seen. You would have seen the trailer as like the the big fat white creature that he's oh, putting the, the armor inflated on. Inflated thing. Yeah, the inflated thing. Yeah, okay. the big Michelin Man looking thing. Yeah. But anyway, that looks pretty cool. Uh, we also get the Imitation Game, which is uh, Benedict Cumberbatch once again on screen. Cumbers. Uh, but uh, the storyline is he's uh, Cumbers. <laughs> um, he plays uh, Alan Turing, who helped break the Enigma code, and uh, was then horribly treated because of his homosexuality so uh, and then we also get the penguins of madagascar so the big screen yeah. <laughs> outing of the penguins and, uh, <laughs> did you say that outing well i did that on purpose because it segues back to benedict Cumberbatch because he does one of the voices <laughs> see that that's how it works i see what you did there it's not quite the same as uh the the, the science astrophysics guy the grace <laughs> but i'm i'm pretty clever i'm not bad <laughs> Anyway, so that's what we got. Very first. Bo? Uh, man, we're kind of light. I thought we'd have more than this. We have um, The Woman in Black 2, Angel of Death. <laughs> um, and the, uh, I don't know what this is. It looks like maybe a documentary. Uh, the Search for General So. And it, on the cover of it, it's got, um, he's got a big piece of General So's chicken on his sword. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, shortly after that we have Taken 3, and then that's it, yeah. Yeah, we don't get Taken, we get Taken 3 a week after, so. I can't believe there's a yeah, 3. January, January 8th or something like I that. I can't believe it either, yeah, that's crazy. I'm still going to see it, I don't care. Liam Neeson got to pay the bills. Liam Neeson, kicking butt. <laughs> cool, so that's it for episode uh, 123, which is our, you know, the last episode of 2014. Our next episode, uh, funnily enough titled 124, Will be our best of 2014 episodes. So we'll have the whole crew here. So uh, we'll have uh, uh, Crystal, Luke, Richo, and Yanbo, and we'll um, just talk about our favourite uh, things from 2014. So our films, books, comics, events, that sort of stuff. Got to get the memory working. We do, and uh, if Crystal is nice enough for us, she'll even do one of her clip show things. Yes, oh yes. I've got notes for a clip show. Oh, and I've got some time off. I should be able to put it together. We'll see what we can do. Ah, right, cool. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> and look at me all innocent. Cool, that's it uh, for episode 123. That's it from me, your host, and the crew. Crystal. I had planned to say something witty. It's left my brain. <laughs> and Bo. You would never leave a loaded bomb on a rolly cart. <laughs> unless you work for Battlestar Galactica, unless your unless your paper has the corners cut off of them, yeah. So say we all. <laughs> so say we all. You've been listening to Nerd Culture Podcast. We'd love to hear from you. Send us an email to feedback at nerdculturepodcast.com. You can write on our wall if you go to the Facebook page. Go to facebook.com forward slash nerdculturepodcast. Tweet us at nerdculturecast. Skype us on Nerd Culture Podcast. If we don't answer, leave a message. We might even play it on the show. You can comment on any post on our website. www.nerdculturepodcast.com If you'd like to support the show, use the Amazon affiliate widget on our website to do your Amazon shopping. It doesn't cost you any extra, and a small percentage of the profit goes towards helping us to produce our show. We can see what you buy, but not who you are, so your privacy is assured. Check out our videos at ncptv.net or search for NCPTV on YouTube because we also have a YouTube channel. Don't forget, you can rate, review and subscribe to the show on iTunes. Wondering where you can hear more of Bo? Go to ecnradio.com. Bo and David also have another podcast called Film Flames. More info at www.filmflames.com. You can find all of our podcasts and more at undercastnetwork.com. Thank you for listening and stay tuned for more episodes.